One of my favorite things I love doing for my business is planning and getting ready for a new quarter. I'm such a visual planner and I love having options as far as where I want to just jot down all of the big ideas that I have for the upcoming season. That is why I created the quarterly wall planning system. This system was designed to help business owners that are really wanting to get visual with their plans and map everything out literally right in front of their face on the wall. This printable system will be yours instantly and you can get the files to be able to get them printed at your local print shop and put them up in your workspace so that you can get started right away. It's complete with a quarterly planning wall calendar as well as a launch planner that will allow for you to see everything, all of your big ideas in one place. I absolutely love it because I'm one of those people that loves to just be able to look up at the wall and see exactly what I have coming up and that is exactly what this will do for you. On top of that, it comes with an amazing getting started guide to help you really get those plans in order before you take it to the wall. If you're interested in learning more about the quarterly wall planning system, make sure you head over to theinspireblueprint.com. I'll make sure that it's linked within the show notes. And why don't you go ahead and use the code visual to get $5 off of yours today. Are you ready to build a life full of freedom, impact, and legacy? Here I share all the things to get your mindset right to show up as your best self in your everyday and in your online business. Grab your favorite snack and let's build your blueprint. This is the Inspire Blueprint Podcast with Tatiana Muse. Let's go. All right. Welcome back to another episode. This one is probably going to be, if I had to pick like a top, I don't know, a top three. This is going to be a fave of mine because I love talking about planning and organization. That has been my thing for as long as I can remember. I just love taking a big picture, creating a roadmap, getting some dates, prioritizing, organizing all of the thoughts in my head. It is just my jam. I really geek out on it. And so I'm excited to share my top six planning tips with you all. It's really, I had five and then I did a bonus. So we're just going to say it's the top six business planning tips that you can use for going into the new year. And really at any point, these tips are going to help you throughout Whether you are into weekly planning, quarterly, planning out for the year, these are going to just be some tips to help you from what I've learned over just the last seven years of running different types of businesses and just understanding how everything fits together. Because one of the things I want to talk about in a future episode is just how overwhelming it can feel to really dive into business for the first time. There's a lot of moving parts. And when you are just the one person doing it, you don't realize how many different hats you actually wear. You know, you are not only the CEO of your business, you're also the content creator. You're the face of the business. You are the editor. You're the photographer, the videographer. You are the person coming up with the concepts, producing the whole thing. You're the writer. You, uh, you're the tech person. You're the customer service person. Like it's so many different roles. And so if that's something you're excited about, definitely make sure you continue to follow along because that will be part of season one. But today we're going to just talk about some planning tips to help you as you are getting ready for the new year. As I'm recording this, it is actually December 1st of 2022 right now when I'm recording this. So this is a little bit before the new year is getting ready to start. But honestly, if you're listening to this and it's years from now or even if it's a few months after this, there's really no right time to feel like you need to start planning for your business, mapping some ideas out because 
One of the things you don't want to do is just go into something blindly, not having a plan. And especially when it comes to launching, creating products, connecting with customers, you really want to be intentional about it. There is that word intention. It's part of our INSPIRE acronym. If you haven't listened to episode one, make sure you check that out. But we want to be intentional about what we're doing with our businesses. So let's go ahead and talk about this. So like I shared, there are five different tips plus a bonus, making it six. So we're going to get into that. But before we do, I share that I really wanted to start shouting out some of you because I'm just so grateful for all of the support that you've been giving this podcast. Shout out the Inspire fam for just taking a second to just leave a review for me. I've been kind of checking them out over on Apple Podcasts. I need to get over on Spotify and see, can you do reviews on there? I need to check that out because I usually listen to my podcasts on Apple So I will definitely head over to Spotify on the next one to see if there's any that I can shout out over there as well, because I appreciate my listeners everywhere. I really do. This is just such a cool concept as I've shared, and I'm just grateful for this platform. So really quick, I'm going to read another review and then we will get into our business planning tips. So this review comes from Tiana222, and she says, you're so knowledgeable and honest. Thank you for keeping it real and raw. It really helps to motivate me because I see myself in your stories. You're honest about the challenges, but you're also empowering on how to overcome them. Thank you. Thank you for listening, Tiana. And I really appreciate that review. Yes, I definitely try my hardest to share the raw version of it because I know when we kind of just try to sugarcoat things or we make it like something is just not as bad. It's really painting a picture of perfection in someone else's eyes that is really just trying to grasp the season that they're in. And so I am always really quick to just keep it real with y'all. So I appreciate you noticing that that is the whole part of this podcast that I really want people to get is that I'm pouring my heart out in these words as I'm telling you all of this stuff. And so thank you so much for listening. I appreciate all of you and I will continue to start shouting people out on these future episodes because y'all are just amazing. So now let's get into this episode. Okay, so the first thing I wanna touch on is knowing your style, okay? I filmed a video some years ago on my YouTube channel and it was all about how we can just get sucked in everybody else's planning style. And I think this is important to address because there's always going to be different trends going on. There's always going to be a new planner on the scene, a new type of planning style, whatever the case may be. And for a really long time, I well, not even for a really long time, always I've been a daily planner at heart. I love daily planning. That's always been my jam. It was one of the first types of planners I ever purchased when I got into what is the planner community. If you're not familiar with it, it's definitely a huge thing now. But back when I got into the planner community back in 2015, 2014, it was really just a scene of people in some Facebook groups, people kind of posting planner tours is what they were calling it on YouTube, sharing their planners, plan with me videos, all of the things. And everybody in the community has different types of planning styles. But every so often there are trends and certain companies that kind of will take over and everybody wants to follow that style. And so when I first got into it, I knew that I liked to daily plan. This was long before I was even married. This was before I had a child. I just like to daily plan. 
But I started seeing everybody was getting Happy Planner and Erin Condren, and they were really into the vertical style of planning. And if this is kind of going over your head, you're like, girl, what you talking about? I promise I will get to what I'm saying. But the point is, there was a new style of planning that was coming out, and it was very different from what I was doing. My planner was a daily planner from Day Designer, actually, and it had a top three for the day. It had a schedule from, I want to say it was like sometime in the morning, let's just say it was like eight in the morning to six at night. Something like, I said that really weird, but eight in the morning until about six at night. And then it had a section for to do. So you had a running to do list for the day. That worked really well for me. And then all of a sudden I felt like, oh, people are using stickers. People are doing vertical planning. They're doing Erin Condren and Happy Planner. Let me try that out. And then I completely got out of my groove and I could never really quite make it work for me because that just wasn't how my brain worked. And then I tried like the horizontal planners and I didn't really necessarily like that either at the time of what I was trying to do. And it got me back to thinking, I'm like, why did I stop doing what I initially liked, which was daily planning? And so if you are finding yourself to be like that, if you're finding that there's been some pressure on you to feel like you should be doing something different. It might even be something like digital planning. I know that's a big thing now. People do digital planning on their iPads. Honestly, I've looked into it. I've tried it, but it's just not my thing. And I had to accept that because it's like, it's trendy and, you know, different people are doing different things. There's all of these different styles coming out. And nowadays there's so many planners to choose from. It can be overwhelming. So really what I'm saying is to know your style, know what you like, how your brain operates. Are you a person that really likes more of a big picture where you just want to get a glance at the month? Is that enough? Are you someone that really wants to get down to the nitty gritty from day to day, like how I am? Do you like a little mix of both? What is it that really gets you going? Are you just more of a to-do list person and you don't really need to have like a running schedule? Do you like a combination of digital and physical, which is also a little bit of what I do? You want to find the groove that works for you. And that actually gets me into what number two is. And that is to embrace the season that you are in and be open to changing. Because just as much as you might like one planning style, there will be certain seasons within your life where you will feel like you don't want to do that style anymore. Or there might have been one planner you were really loving for the last two or three months, but now you want to do something else. And there's always been, at least for me, and I know I've talked to other people and they agree, there's kind of like this underlying guilt that you feel if you purchase a planner and you don't finish it for the year, if you stop using it. And it has nothing to do with the planner itself, but sometimes life is just in a different season. You're not as interested in doing it that way. Maybe you want to revisit it later. And this is really where you need to give yourself some grace and realize that in different seasons of life, we are going to be different and we're going to want to try something. And so sometimes I'm fully in my planner because I actually have a business planner that I created. It's one that I sell through the Inspire Blueprint shop. Definitely check it out if you're interested. This is a plug. And yes, it is an amazing planner, by the way. But even with my own planner, there are certain times that I'm not using it and it's not because it's not a good planner. It has nothing to do with any of that. It's just there's some seasons with my business or just with me. If I have a lot going on mentally, if I'm stressed, if I've been overwhelmed, most of this year I have felt those feelings and I have not sat down and used a planner. And that is just because my mind was in a different place. So 
really just be open to the season of where you are. Sometimes you're going to be in a really busy season and you just want everything in your Google calendar. And that is okay too. So be open to just being fluid with your planning style as well. And just realize that it's okay to be open to change. It's okay to not use a planner for the whole year. You know, it's not going to hurt anything. But with that, I guess a pro tip, what I would say is definitely to try to stick with undated products. If you are going to do this, I used to love dated and I never understood why people liked undated. I was always just like, no, I like dated products. I don't want to have to write it in and all that stuff. But now just being a busy woman in general, I love undated. I love that flexibility to where I can leave something and it could be some weeks that go by and I can pick up right where I left off. I don't feel like I'm wasting paper. I don't feel like I'm wasting money. And honestly, it just makes me feel good to know like, okay, I'm getting back started. And there isn't that guilt of, oh my gosh, you know, like now I can't go back and use these pages. Even though you can redate planners, that is totally a thing you can do, but still it's just not the same. So I say all of that to just say, embrace the season you're in just as much as you have a style. It may not be the only style or the thing that you stick to at all times, pretty much. So number three is to block your time and pick specific dates and days that will allow for you to execute your business tasks. So this is probably going to be one of the longer points of this because I really want to make sure that this makes sense. So Time blocking is a great way to explain this, but even more so theming your days is great. And this is perfect for people who have a lot going on. So if you already have a full-time job, you have children, you have a family, you have friends, different things going on, maybe extracurricular activities you're doing, all of these things, plus you're trying to manage your self-care and you're trying to run a business on top of all of that. Whatever your picture looks like, we all have a lot of different things going on. And from moment to moment, it can be hard to keep up. And you can start to feel guilty about, oh, you know, I didn't get this thing done. You know, I'm not doing all of this stuff that I set out to do. Look at me. The last couple months have gone by. I haven't done anything. And so the next points I'm going to talk about really fits under all of this. So the first thing that really helped me, because this year has been a game changer with me when it comes to getting organized for my business. I think it's always been a strong suit of mine, but I really got my systems and my processes in order this year. I'll have to talk about that in another episode. But one of the big game changers for me was blocking my time and coming up with themed days to do things. So as a very quick example of this, blocking my time, just simply meaning what am I doing from the moment I wake up to when I might be dropping my daughter off at daycare Or maybe there's a day when she's home with me to blocking out some time for when we're going to be doing stuff one-on-one with her uninterrupted to me getting ready to clean the house for an hour to me commuting to go pick up my daughter. What is the block of your day? How does your week flow? I highly suggest anyone does this. It could be simply done as like a time audit or if you just know your schedule, writing it out and doing it for every single day. I mean, Monday through Sunday and getting all of those together because the biggest thing that I got from that was to be able to see where my breaks in my day was. So if I know that I'm commuting, if I'm at work all day, you know, like if I'm working from eight to three at work or something like that, and then I have a 30 minute commute, I'm going to go ahead and put that in my time block for the days that I'm working. 
And then that shows me, okay, I have some time in the early morning. I have some time in the evenings. Oh, wait, but I have this thing going on on Wednesday nights. So that's out. Okay, every Saturday morning, I got to take so-and-so here, but I do have a block in the afternoon. So maybe on Saturdays, I can do something. So doing the time block will really help you to see what your available pockets of time are to fit in your business. And I cannot stress this enough. I tell this to all of my clients and I will tell this to anyone that asks me, a business needs to become a priority of yours if it's really something that you want. If you want to be an entrepreneur and you want to grow this thing, it has to be a sacrifice and the sacrifice will be time, but it will be worth it if this is truly what you want. And so finding the time within your day, realizing like, oh, I just spent 30 minutes scrolling on my phone looking at TikToks. I could have been using that time to work on this product I've been thinking about. I could have used that time to email this company about some quotes for something. So there's always time. I I know everybody has excuses and there's all of this stuff going on and everybody's busy and I get it. But if it's something that you want and if the season is calling for it, you can make it happen. But there has to be some shifts made. Another great example of this that really doesn't even have anything to do with business is I really wanted to get back into reading and I made that a priority this last half of the year. I have been super into reading. I mean, I'm reading at least like three to four books per month, y'all, which before I was reading zero. Okay. And I mean, physically like reading a book and I used to say, I don't have time for this. You know, what, what am I doing? But what I did is I replaced those distracting moments with what I really wanted to do. And so it's the same with your business. If you know that you are binging five episodes of a Netflix show, well, maybe just watch two tonight. And then you can use that next hour and a half to work on this thing you've been thinking about for your business, planning out your content for the next week. So there's always something you can replace. You know, maybe you have a time, someone that you talk to on the phone and y'all be chopping it up for, I don't even know if that's something people say anymore or whatever, but y'all be chopping it up for hours on the phone and it's happening like multiple times a week. Well, maybe let's cut out a day or two of that and be like, hey, you know, I want to prioritize my business right now. I'm trying to do some things. Hopefully you can understand. So all of this plays a role within time blocking. And then the other part I mentioned is to theme your days. Theming your days just simply means once you have an idea of your time block, when you are available to do things, whether that is, okay, Monday afternoons, I don't work, so I'm going to go ahead and do this. Every other Saturday, my kids can go with my husband to go do something. I'm going to use that time to film my videos, whatever it looks like for you. Then you can theme those days. So if you know, if you're having physical orders, Maybe Tuesdays and Thursdays, that's going to be my shipping days. Monday, for me personally, that is my kind of back-end content day. I don't show my face on anything. I be looking like who done did it on Mondays, but I am behind my computer designing graphics. I'm writing out emails. I'm prepping for all of the different um, videos and stuff I'm going to film. Tuesdays is typically a more camera-facing day. I do a lot of filming. It's kind of a batch record day for me. Not every Tuesday, though. Typically every other Tuesday, sometimes even a couple Tuesdays in between. So about twice a month I'll do that. But it's really up to you how you want to lay this out. But being intentional is knowing when your week is coming for you, you're coming for the week, right? You're not having the days facing you and you're like, oh, shoot, 
it's Thursday. I don't know what to do, you know, or maybe you have like an unexpected time where you have some free time, but you don't know what to do with that time. We don't want that. We want to be intentional about it. We want to know exactly, okay, Thursdays, this is the day dedicated to me taking some time to brainstorm what I want to write to my email list for the month. And so when you start getting intentional with this, you know, when you have time in your day, it's very easy for you to start to actually implement this business into your life. Because this is one of the biggest things I hear from so many women that I meet on my kickoff calls is just that I don't know if I have time to do this. And you do have time to do this, but it's just going to look different than your life right now. There's going to be some times when you're going to have to say no to some things in order to prioritize the business that you're trying to grow. But when we are building a life that we desire, when we want to have freedom, impact and legacy within our lives, we know that part of that is going to come with some level of sacrifice so that we can set ourselves up for those things as we move along. Number four is to start with the big picture. And. I know that this is kind of like scary for some people because the big picture a lot of times is where the overwhelm tends to set in. I would edit this out, but I'm actually going to let this play for a second, y'all. It's 4.30 right now. And at 4.30 every day, I have this alarm come on my phone and it tells me you're doing great. It's going to be okay. Because I just sometimes need reminders. And so I'm going to leave that in there for anyone that needed that reminder with me you're doing great. It's going to be okay. But what I was saying is that you want to start with the big picture. And a lot of times this is where the overwhelm can set in because when we think about a big project like, oh, I want to launch a business. Like I mentioned earlier in this episode, there's a lot of detail and steps and moving parts in this. There is so much to do. I'm not even going to sit here and try to act like it's not. There's definitely a roadmap and something to follow. That's why I created the program that I have and why I work with the women that I do, because it's very easy to get lost in the sauce of all of these things, you know, and especially when you are laser focused on one thing, when there's all of these other elements happening. And so start with the big picture. Take a moment to just brain dump. That's how I view a big picture in terms of planning lingo, I guess, is to do a brain dump of everything that comes to your mind when you think of your business. I mean, down to the types of products you want to have, whether physical or digital or services, what kind of presence you want to have online, what types of content you want to post, who your customer might be, you know, your ideal customer your brand colors, if you don't have those things yet, types of launches you want to do, ideas you've seen, collaborations you want to have, people you want to work with, all the things, list them out. Don't hold anything back. You can do this on a plain sheet of paper, front and back if you need to, if it starts to be too much. Start with the big picture because I've learned just anytime I'm feeling overwhelmed, writing it down is already me taking the first step. Even though I haven't taken any action yet, I haven't actually done anything to move closer to any of those items floating around in my head. Writing it down is an action in itself. And it's the first thing that starts to make it real for you versus it just kind of living in your mind. So write down all of those things that are in your head that you're thinking about for the business. The big picture can be scary, but number five is going to be to pick your key three to focus on per quarter. Now, I'm more of a quarterly planner when it comes to big picture planning because 
I feel like it's hard to plan for an entire year because things just change so much. You know, when we are excited and it's January or even whenever, if it's March, you're like, oh, next March, this is going to be going on. So much life happens within 365 days. And so I've really learned to give myself grace in that and just be like, okay, I'm going to focus on the next three months. Now, yes, I will think of some things overall, like, yes, some Black Friday stuff. You know, I'll think of like, oh, my birthday is this month. Maybe I'll do a sale. I'll do that stuff. But when it comes to really getting to the nitty gritty of what I'm ready to launch, dates and to do's and everything, I'm really more of a quarterly planner myself personally. And so I pick a key three for the quarter Key three is what a phrase I've been using for years now, and it just basically means what are the top three things you want to focus on, whatever that said season is. I do it for key three for the day, key three for the week, key three for the quarter. What is that thing you're going to be focusing on that will get you to this bigger goal? So for example, let's say I jotted down all these things within my brain dump, tons of ideas. I mean, I'm talking like I got 15 product ideas that I wrote down and all of this stuff. What are the things that light you up the most? When you read back what you wrote down, what really like makes you get a little hot when you think about it? Or what makes you be like, oh, that would be kind of cool if I did that. Like, oh, that would be kind of scary if I did that. Those are the things that I consider the key three. And even if it's not key three, let's do key three to five. You know, if you have to add a couple more on there, but view these things as these are going to be projects that you're going to do. And so... I always tell people all of the time, if you have a lot of product ideas, it's best to focus on one thing, get good at that, educate your audience about that before you start jumping to a whole bunch of things. And then once you're established, you can launch all kinds of stuff, but be easy on yourself and don't feel like you need to launch all 10 things in the first month, you know, spread it out and figure out, okay, what is the one product that gets me excited? What is the one thing I can do to make sure that people know about this product And what is the one thing I can do within my systems or my back end to make my life easier? Let's just say those are the three things. So something kind of back end related, something connection related, meaning content, and then something that is like a tangible thing or a physical, you know, like a digital thing or whatever you might be getting ready to sell. So let's just say those are the key three things. From there, I like to prioritize the tasks for those. And so all that means is just taking that project. So if we're using the example of, Let's use a real example, y'all. So I recently came out with my quarterly wall planner. If you've heard the promo on some of my last podcasts, you know about this quarterly wall planner. It's a digital product and it helps people to basically map out their quarter on their wall. They can get it printed at their local print shop and they can pretty much get started right away with it. But before it was a physical thing and it was on my website, it was just a project. It was something I thought about and I knew that I wanted to roll it out in quarter four. I didn't know what it was going to look like. I had no idea and I was actually thinking about putting it off. But I was like, no, this was part of one of the major things that I wanted to do. And so some of those tasks included just simply outlining what it was that I wanted to do. And so I love to do this thing that I call go there. And it just basically means I give myself some time, whether it's 15 minutes, 20 minutes, half hour, whatever I have to just go there and allow my mind to just think of all of the things under the sun I could do for this project. And so, you know, that entails like, okay, I'm starting to think about it. And I'm like, ooh, I really want them to be able to use it as a dry erase board. Okay, it would be so cool if it could be large enough to where they could feel comfortable writing, not feel like it's cramped. 
you know, I'm a big person. I'll do usually go there in one or two ways. I love going on drives by myself. I turn to my voice notes on my phone and I literally record my thoughts as I'm driving. Y'all, it may sound crazy, okay? But I will talk to my phone of my ideas and that is one way. And then I'll play it back to myself when I'm ready to sit down and start kind of planning out the tasks. And then the other way is to just open up a simple, just regular Google document. And then I start typing up everything that I can possibly think of, just in some bullet points. Either way, I get all of the things, dreaming it up, thinking big, going there. And then I can reel it back and be like, okay, I know that this month is pretty busy. I have these personal things going on in my life. Plus, you know, XYZ is happening. Someone's visiting. I look at all of what's going on in my life first. Then I take that priority list. Then I take that to-do list and I figure out, okay, what are the three to five things that I can get done this month to make sure that this happens? Or what are the two things that I can focus on this week to make sure this happens? So that could look anything like the outline of it, what I'm going to be doing, because there was a there's a guide that comes with it. So outlining what I wanted to go in the guide, not necessarily, not necessarily designing it, but just outlining it, getting an idea of how it was going to be laid out. That was something sketching is a big thing that I like to do when I'm creating a new product. So I just had something on their word. You know what? This week, all I want to do is just sketch it out. And that was literally what one of my weeks was, was to just sketch out the idea. And that was all that I did. And so I actually was on a call with someone earlier today, actually. And one of the tips I gave her for this is to take the pressure off of yourself. And actually, this really brings me in. Y'all, it just be flowing really well. This actually brings me into the next point, which is number five. And that is to be realistic with your goals. It's okay to just try to do one thing per day. Like I mentioned, we're going to be in different seasons of our lives. Some things are going to just take over. And in order to not feel like you are failing or falling behind, focus on one thing. Pick one. And I promise you that is so much better than you trying to focus on 20 things in one day and not accomplishing anything. And then you feel like you are just not measuring up, but it's because you're really creating unrealistic goals for yourself. So like I said, there was one week where my only goal was to just sketch out what I wanted it to look like. That was it. That was all that I did. I had it in my head and I was thinking about it. I'm like, you know what? Let me just get this on paper. Just literally, I did it with a, I remember it was in the back of one of my notebooks and it was with a, why I picked yellow? I don't know. It was a yellow colored pencil and I took that and I sketched out the idea. And then it was not even in maybe like two or three weeks later to when I actually finally had the time to get into Illustrator and start turning into what it actually became. But break your projects down and just focus on one thing per day. And even though I mentioned there's three different things going on, give yourself grace, you know? So again, for me, my situation to where it is, I am doing my business full time. So I have a bit more time. But if I had a job that I worked during the day and then I had some time in the evenings and on the weekends, then I would be even more so trying to focus on one thing per day so that I don't lose my mind. Because you already have so many different hats you're wearing. You're trying to turn off your work hat and you're trying to turn on your parent hat and you're trying to turn off. Like there's so many things going on. So then for you to turn on, okay, now I'm home from work. I've cooked dinner. I'm tired. And now let me get to these 20 things I needed to do for today. That doesn't even make sense. 
So pick, if you don't remember anything else from this episode, pick one thing for the day, start with that. And then you will see that the little by little progress, I love that statement that is Laura Casey, cultivate what matters, little by little progress will get you so much further than trying to do it all. It's just, you never are going to get the result you want. You will eventually reach burnout. You will feel like you're falling behind. You will feel like you're failing when you give yourself unrealistic deadlines and goals and all of these things. And on whose timeline, right? These are the things we create for ourselves, these expectations we set up for ourselves. And it's just unfair to us as women We have a lot going on. And so don't make yourself feel bad because you weren't able to do the 50 things you had on the list to do this week. Like it's just, it's going to be okay. And then the last tip, the bonus tip is to pick how you want to execute this out. So this kind of really goes in hand with all of the points, honestly, because execution is big. It's one thing to say, okay. Today, I'm going to sit down and I'm going to plan out what I'm going to talk about on my Instagram this week, right? You're going to plan out your content, but then you actually need to record the content. You actually need to edit it and get it scheduled. And so when you are thinking about those days, for example, of when you are going to be doing your, I don't know, like, let's just say like, if you like for me, how Mondays is kind of like my planning day, my admin type of day. If I'm planning that out, then I need to also have a day that I'm going to execute all of these things I'm planning, if that makes sense. So, you know, it's one thing like you feel accomplished when you are planning stuff. I you're like, oh, yeah, I got a whole bunch of stuff on the calendar. My content calendar is filled up. But don't forget, you actually have to make the time to do those things. So if you are a YouTuber like me, for example, I plan out my content calendar usually at the end of a month for the entire month. And then I have days where I'm like, okay, on those Tuesdays, I know, okay, this Tuesday, I'm going to film these two videos. I'm going to film these three shorts. I'm going to use this long video and turn it into some clips. I have all of those things already mapped out for myself because if I don't, then it's great that I have the intention, but now I need to back that up with the action to make it happen. One thing that I would recommend doing for this is If you are open to it, if it's something you want to try out, is to check out ClickUp. I've been using ClickUp, y'all, so religiously with this last maybe year and a half, probably even two years at this point, but I really set it up nice this year. This summer, I took a few weeks when I was kind of in between businesses and doing my whole little pivot and all of that to really get my back end in order. And I set my ClickUp up in a way that works best for both sides of my business. And I have this kind of dashboard where every day I get on and it shows me what I need to focus on for the day. And it all comes from everything I've talked about on here, what I need to do on specific days, the calendar that I've planned out for, you know, that I've mapped out for the quarter and all of those things. It pulls from that and then it just pops up and it tells me, hey, these are the things you do today. But again, that's in different seasons. Sometimes I don't use my ClickUp as much as I should use it. I've been getting a lot better with it because I can sometimes be like all over the place with my planning and stuff. And then I like to use my planner as more so like my daily check-in, my checklist to make sure that I'm staying on track. So really just this last takeaway, of course, is the execution, but it's just to create 
your overall planning system to work in a way that works best for you. So if you take all of these different tips that I have, what are some of the things that stuck out to you? Some things that you can take, some things you can leave. Everything that I say is not going to work for everyone, but the hope is that you can see that you can really create a system that works best for you based off of your lifestyle, all of the different things you have going on and the season that you're currently in. So just as the last thing, I'll kind of share a bit of how I plan, just in case if you're curious, and then we will close this thing out. So pretty much the way that my brain works with my business is that I like to do the big picture. Like I mentioned, I do a brain dump and I typically will do a brain dump at the beginning of every quarter, but I'll even do it at the beginning of every month if it's just really that much stuff going on. I break it down, like I said, but the brain dump takes place within my journal typically, or I'll do it in a Google Doc. Those are kind of my brain dump places. I like to have a capture tool. And so having a capture tool is important to me. So that's kind of the first part. That is the part where I just like unload from my brain and get it somewhere. So that might be like notes in your phone or whatever you like to use. That's the first thing. Then from there, I prioritize it and I put those things into ClickUp. I have a specific little space in ClickUp that's just for my ideas and all of that. And I will jot them down. I do this every quarter and I will tag it with the following. It'll either say sometime in the future. So maybe it may not even end up being in the quarter. It'll be this month, next month, this week, now. So that's how I prioritize it now. That sounded funny, but that's how I prioritize it. And from there, I take, so that's what I do. I take that brain dump, I turn it into that because my brain dumps be all over the place, y'all. Like I'm always trying to improve my client experience. So there's always ideas for that. There's things I want to try, new programs I want to look into, books I want to read, people I want to reach out to, types of things I want to do within my content and ideas I have. So it's a mixture of everything. And I will literally look back at the brain dump and I'll say, okay, you know, this sounds good and all, but this is something that probably would take me a couple months to map out. Let's go ahead and put this in someday. Ooh, you know what? I've been kind of, this has been on my brain dump for a while now. Let's go ahead and make this happen this month. And so the more you get into the practice of doing this, you will start to see there will be a recurring theme of some things or maybe you keep putting them off and then you can assess and be like, okay, maybe this isn't something I want to do right now. Let's table it for a while. Or this has been on my list for a while. Let's just get this over with. I can get this done this week. And so that's the first thing. I always do that. Then from there, as the months come up and it's time, I turn them into basically a project or a task within ClickUp. And that's where the to-dos come from. So that's kind of where it'll pop up on that little dashboard I was talking about, and it'll show me from day to day what I need to do. So for an example of this, it might be, okay, Tuesday, batch recording day, and then I'll have a list of the things I need to record. Then I use my planner as kind of just a secondary place to just get my thoughts in order. So maybe on ClickUp, it'll say batch record day, and it'll have the two video ideas I had for the week. So maybe I'm doing a vlog one day. And then the other one is I'm going live, which is a which is a pretty typical week for me. So I will have those. I'll kind of have that plan together. And I'm like, okay, well, I need some other content for other social media platforms. I need to come up with some clips. So I have a section within my business planner, the one that you can get from this by Blueprint. And it has multiple areas where you can create to-do lists. So I'll make a to-do list and it'll literally be called Batch Day. 
And that's where I will write out, I want to record two reels. I need to take four pictures of this product that's going to be releasing next week. I need to do this. I need. So that's kind of how it works when it's just like all of these little itty bitty tasks and stuff. I end up just putting them within my planner because sometimes I feel like it just gets to be a bit much with putting it in ClickUp, but it's just me. So now if I had a team or something like that, then I would probably really try to move to ClickUp because everybody wouldn't have access to my planner. But I can kind of have that freedom to do a little bit of both, which is nice. And that's pretty much how I plan. And then as far as the quarterly planning is concerned, now that I have this new quarterly wall planning system and I can actually take that and make it visual, a lot of the things that I have from that brain dump once I know what my projects of focus are, then I will write them on my wall so I can just kind of keep track of the milestones along the way and just have a place to just quickly glance and see like, okay, next month I got that launch coming up. I need to remember to do this. And it just really helps because I am visual. So I love that wall and it's going to be so helpful for me in 2023, especially to just start having it more visual for myself because I just haven't been able to really get anything to work the way that I want to, like this quarterly planner is going to be working. So I'll make sure that that's also linked in the show notes along with the planner if you're interested in either of those planning tools because I really designed them with my own experiences in mind of just how many moving parts it is to be a solopreneur and just trying to keep all of the things going while keeping in mind that you have a life, you know, and all of this stuff going on. And so definitely make sure you check those out if you're interested, if you're looking for a business planner or just some different types of planning systems to try out. I'll make sure they're linked for you. But yeah, y'all, that is pretty much how I plan. I definitely kind of gave a bird's eye view. If you want to see more specifically from just different months and quarters, definitely make sure you are following me on my YouTube channel. I typically will do vlogs over there, plan with me's over there so you could get a better idea of how it actually gets rolled out. But yeah, that is it. That is my planning tips for you. I wish you nothing but success with your business and all of your plans for this coming year or months or whenever you are listening to this. Like I said, there is no perfect time to start. I just wish you nothing but the best. I appreciate you taking the time to listen and I will catch you in the next one. Thank you so much for listening to the Inspired Blueprint Podcast. I hope it encouraged you in some way. If it did, please take a moment to leave a review and share your favorite moment. Lastly, come connect with me over on YouTube and Instagram at Tatiana Muse. Have an amazing day.